If you've ever tried to chop vegetables or cut a piece of meat with a bad knife, you know what a miserable and potentially injury-causing experience that can be. The knife is arguably the most important kitchen tool, so choosing the right one can be a high-stakes exercise. Not even Marty Petlicky, the owner of Northwestern Cutlery, a 44-year-old store in Chicago, always knows how to distinguish between all the knives on the market. People ask us, well, what's this knife for? What's... We don't always know, you know, I don't know, it's for cutting, you know, if you can find a use for it. Yeah, there there are specialty ones, but for the most part, they cut. And if that knife will work for what you want to cut, then, then go for it, then, then get the knife. Last week on The Distance, you heard about how Marty's father-in-law started Northwestern Cutlery in 1972 as a knife rental and sharpening business that serviced the city's meat packers and butchers. 44 years later, Marty has gotten out of knife rentals and reshaped the business into a retail store for restaurant workers and home cooks. And on today's mini episode, you'll pick up some tips about caring for knives. Knives are our main thing. We've got four display cases full of knives, you know, with four shelves in each one. So it's, knives are big. It's uh, something for everybody. Knives are very personal. It's about the weight of the knife in a person's hand and whether they feel comfortable using it. You have to like picking it up and enjoy using it. If you don't, it'll sit there forever and you'll never touch it. So you have to like it. And you you can usually tell when somebody finds the right knife because they'll get a big smile on their face and go, oh yeah, that's, that's it. And then you know you can stop showing them that as they found the one. Northwestern Cutlery offers sharpening services. They can sharpen cheap knives, expensive knives, hedge clippers, meat grinder plates, and straight razors. And what you might find surprising is that the store also sells sharpeners, everything from electric appliances to the abrasive stones that Marty's staff uses for hand sharpening. Marty encourages his customers to take care of their own knives, even if it means they might come in a little less. In fact, he's found that giving some basic guidance on knife maintenance hasn't cannibalized his sharpening services because there's no real substitute for professional hand sharpening. You see a lot of electric knife sharpeners and things like that out there on the market. And if anybody made one that actually worked well, we'd probably be out of business because they wouldn't need us. But until that happens, I think we'll be just fine. Sharpening can be kind of hard and scary for people who aren't used to it. And there are a lot of myths out there about sharpening. One of the biggest ones, that the steel, that long metal rod on a handle that looks like a skinny sword, is for sharpening. Here's Marshall Schafkowitz, the dean and executive director of the Washburn Culinary and Hospitality Institute in Chicago. The first thing we do is we really teach them the difference between using a steel and what a steel is for versus sharpening. Because that's one of the biggest misconceptions that, that we have found uh, just everybody has. You know, when I use a steel, I'm sharpening a knife. Well, actually, you're not. You're honing it. You're, you're straightening that blade back out because it's curled over on itself. Marshall has worked with class after class of culinary students who think the steel is for sharpening. He's not entirely sure where the myth comes from, just that it's a persistent one. You know, when you think about it, it could truly be their mother or father. You know, sitting there before Thanksgiving dinner, I'm sharpening the knife from when they were a little child and heard it. I remember my parents uh, at, at Thanksgiving dinner and my father pulling out the steel and dragging a knife across it, not doing it correctly because he wasn't a chef, and dulling the blade as he was doing it. But in his mind, it was, I'm sharpening the knife so we can carve the turkey. And I remember him saying that. 
Marty sells steels at Northwestern Cutlery, so we've seen similar confusion among customers at his store. Some of them, you can tell that they know what they're doing, but others, they're real fast and real hard, and they're just killing their knives. People come into the store, and a big question all the time is, how do I sharpen their, my knife, or how do I use one of those things? So I, I pick up one of those things, the steel, and I go, well, let me see what you do. And they just, I stand back a little bit and I get out of the way. And okay, have, have at it. Uh, we have Band-Aids, you know, and I just watch what they're doing. No, stop, you know, because they're just killing their knives. They're doing more harm than good. And I take it and I give them some instruction, simple, go nice and easy and slow. Speed has nothing to do with it. You know, I tell them, just work on that. That's it for this episode of The Distance. Come back next week for a story that's like the 2011 Matt Damon film, We Bought a Zoo. But instead of a zoo, there's a tofu factory. And instead of Matt Damon, there's a Taiwanese-American woman named Jenny. That's coming up a week from now. As always, The Distance is brought to you by Basecamp, the leading app for keeping teams on the same page. Sign up at Basecamp.com slash The Distance.